right, so so uh, we're going to be talking about I Keep God's Promises. We've been talking about that. I'm going to preference today in a, in a particular way because I really want us to get this. So I'm going to ask you, implore you, or challenge you to take notes. Now, I know we can go back and look at the video. I know we can go back and listen to the video. Um, but that's just a layer. So, so utilize the layers you have. And the thing about taking notes is this. You're not going to write down everything you hear. It's almost impossible. Well, I'm saying this respectfully. I, have to, I, I go back and listen to video too, so I know how Pastor Keith teaches. So, so you could, something that God could be sharing something, you'll get it. You're going to want to take notes, but then some, you'll hear something else, and then you can almost like get distracted by the next thing you hear because you're like, I want to get that too. Complete whatever you get. Write that out. Um, trust that he'll bring back to your remembrance whatever else you want to write down. And the things that you miss, you can get on video. But the reason why you're writing down what you pick up in that moment, some people can't pick stuff up if other people are talking to them. So the reason why you want to write down what you're getting that in that moment is because there's a reason why that grabs you. And you increase your memory by 66% when you write stuff down. But not only that, when something grabs you and you write it down, you, you've just invested in it. So now it starts to engrave itself in your heart. Right? When you blow stuff off, you're casual with stuff, you're not really attentive, uh, you miss things and you're saying that particular thing isn't important. But as we were uh, talking about this morning on... Uh, the uh, Bible study fellowship early in the morning, uh, line upon line, precept upon precept, we were uh, discussing how every line and every precept is important. So you can't be casual with any of it. Okay, now why am I saying that for this teaching? Why, you know, I, you would think I would have, I'm, I'm going to emphasize that and I will for Sunday because we're talking about rightly dividing the word. Well, I'm emphasizing that for today because because I'm going to go get, get a little deeper in the promises today. So we were talking about God keeps his promises. We talked about, you know, the different things he's promised and, and the value of those things. But today we're going to get just a little bit deeper. So I want you to write notes because you're going to realize some things. Remember what we talked about is about realization on Sunday. You're going to realize some things. Now, Pastor Mel emphasized last week when we were talking, she meant she, she, short, she saw last week's teaching about God's promises and us accessing them like a conveyor belt when we went to the uh, airport. She says, oh, well, on the conveyor belt, you have your luggage is coming out. It's yours, right? It's on the belt. But if you just stand there and just watch that belt go around, you ain't going to get your luggage. So we have a part. So your luggage is available for you on a conveyor belt, but what? You got to go grab it. Remember, the children of Israel were sent to the promised land but they had to go and possess it. Like they just couldn't be standing there. Matter of fact, uh, uh, one tribe came to Joshua and them. It's like, so where's my land? He's like, you got to go get it. <laughs> so he thought when we show up, somebody was just going to give them to it. No, you got to go and possess, right? So with that in mind, uh, we've been talking about uh, promises. Uh, God keeps his promises. Today, we're going to emphasize purposed promises, purposed promises, right? So, so we're still talking about the same thing, but I just wanted to add that adjective because 
God establishes promises, and, but it's all about purpose. These are purposed promises. These aren't casual promises, right? They have purpose attached to them. Purpose is in the DNA. Purpose is flowing all through it, right? So it ain't just a, a, any old promise. Like, I might promise Ray, hey, Ray, man, I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Okay, that, that, that's a promise. It has an intention to it, but that's different from God's promises, right? Right, so, so, so why? So, so hopefully God's promises like perk our ears or, or make us more attentive. Her, my wife was talking to a young lady uh, in another state and a young lady was uh, ministering to her son that was, uh, um, again, I don't have all the information, but I believe he was in a coma. And so she was, sing- she was playing praise and worship music. So he came up out of the coma and she says, hey, did you hear that music? Well, she said when she, when she started talking about the music, he stood up. Something drew him in when he heard about worship music. And he was like, oh, yeah. He said, so, so it had an impact on him even while he was in his coma. So when, so when you hear God's purpose promises, it should draw your attention in a different way. Which is, there should be nothing casual going on. You know, like about my business. Hey, Ray, man, what about the game? And you hear purpose promises. Whoa, 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 Ray, hold on a second, bro. I just heard something about purpose promises. Right? It should, it should awaken us. Right? And then if you know, like, like you know, uh, the people that uh, back in the day, had, my family used to play the numbers and stuff, you know. And, and so they could be doing something. But then if a number come up on the TV, hold, 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 stop. That's my number. That's my number. Right? Are we doing that with God's purpose promises? Now, purpose promises is all about timing. Purpose promises is all about timing. It's all about timing. And this is the interesting thing. Why? Because purpose promises manifest in what we're going to talk about today in our nick of time. In our nick of time. uh, This nick of time is something I've been talking about for some years now, way back, I think, maybe in the 2000s or the 90s. But it's this, uh, because there's nicks in time. There's places in time where things happen in that time. Uh, uh, scripture in Galatians, let's go there quick. Galatians 4, the, the, uh, a, one of the error scriptures, you know, two error scriptures is Romans uh, 8.17 and Galatians 4, 1 and 2, our two primary foundational vision scriptures here at the church. But let's read it with, with this timing in, in, in line and this nick of time in mind. It says, now I say, uh, starting with verse 1, Galatians 4, verse 1. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, immature, undeveloped, and self-centered, it says, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So in reality, what God has purpose and plan for this person's life is their Lord of all. They're an heir. But because of their immaturity, right, they, they, they're, they're no different than a servant, Right? And then verse 2, it says, but because of this immaturity or self-centeredness, it says, but it's under tutors and governors until, look, the time appointed of the Father. Now, that time appointed until the timing of the Father, right? And see, so there's an appointment for this purpose promise but you're being trained under tutors and governors. And you think about how our natural man operates. We don't like training. We don't like accountability. We don't like responsibility. We don't like when it's serious, 
You know, like when it's serious, you know, I remember me and Pastor Mel, we first got together, and she wanted uh, meetings. We were supposed to meet about finance. Now, I'm not really trying to talk about finance. I don't want to sit down because I'm just going to get a lot of questions, you know, that, you know, since we ain't had no money and I can't answer, right? So I don't really want to talk about it. And she was like, babe, we need a budget. I was like, budget what? Debt? Like, like you know, like, I was like, why are we having these conversations, right? But I had to sit down. I had the uncomfortable uh, stoic, boring, ain't no excitement in this conversation. It's how we going to get this done. Well, your life is the same way. You don't want to sit down and have the, you got to take this step and this step, this step. Like, man, let me, I just want to flow. Listen, you can't really flow if you don't know what you're doing. You prepare to flow. You don't flow. And then now all of a sudden you got to figure it out. Like, I'm, like, 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 I come up here and I try to flow with the Spirit. I'm preparing. I'm spending time with God. I'm not just coming out. Listen, if you dance, if you sing, if you're doing sound, do you understand when you come into the house of God, you got to set yourself apart and prepare? You can't spend the whole night, Saturday night in the flesh and think you're going to flow in the Spirit. I watch Pastor Mel. See, I'm, I hang with her. I watch her time with God. I watch her putting her headphones on and listening to the Bible when she goes to sleep and when she gets up. I see her in her study all the time. Is she coming out here ministering a sermon every Sunday like Pastor Keith? No. Is she coming out ministering through song? Yes, she is. She's setting herself apart so she can flow. But somebody might go, oh, my God, the atmosphere changed and think she worked that out in her own strength. No, she yielded to God, and God flowed through her. She don't even realize what she's doing half the time. But somebody else will watch it, and it'll try to do it in their strength. Ain't nothing moving in your own strength. All right, so let's get back to what we're talking about here. So, so now we're preparing for this appointment for, a, for God's purpose promises, right? And so an appointment is designed to trigger advanced preparation. An appointment is designed to trigger advanced preparation. So when you arrive at the appointment, something is triggering something. What? What you prepared for. But if you didn't prepare, then nothing's going to be triggered. Right? If I haven't prepared, Joe, if I have you out here teaching, if I tell you Saturday I need you to teach, if you haven't prepared, see, see an appointment took place. That appointment was already before the foundation of the world designed to happen. It wasn't by chance that God told me to ask you to teach. So, so if you're, you're supposed to already prepare. You're supposed to be preparing for a situation. <laughs> it's got to prepare our purpose. So you're supposed to be preparing for a situation that hasn't existed yet. All the time. Which just shall live by faith. Right? We're supposed to be living in preparation, not visiting. Right? Right? So an appointment is designed to trigger advanced preparation. See, see, in Ephesians, I mean, uh, Esther 4.14, you remember when uh, her uncle was talking to her, right? And, and she was like, listen, man, I'm, I'm in a great position in the kingdom. Like, I, and you just can't be rolling up on the king. I could lose my life. And her uncle said, hey, could it be? You were, this, you were prepared. You was even given this access. See, you're just happy that you have the access. But who's to say you wasn't given this access for what? 
such a time and appointment as this. All that preparation that you thought it was just for you actually to be a queen and to be like a rock star among all these other fleet. But could it be that God set it all up for this moment to save all your people? Right? See, so you, hey, hey you better recognize I was listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, the basketball game the other day and the announcer says something. You know, I always talk about quick recognition. He said, uh, it, was, it was Charles Barkley. He said, my coach always told me, he says, he says, don't hurry, but be quick. Don't hurry. And, and I used to always tell my players, don't rush out of a mistake. So if you make it, so, so I see you, you wide open. I want to pass you the ball, but I fumble the ball. And I fumble the ball and I'll get it up. Well, what am I thinking? I'm going to rush and get it and then throw it to you. But that window's passed now. So now I have to have the quick recognition to see what I'm supposed to do now. So he said, he told him to hurry, but, but be quick. So, so we always say quick recognition. And we attach that to what we're talking about. I have to quickly recognize when God is, when there's an appointment that I'm supposed to meet. And I have to be able to respond based on that re- appointment. But hopefully I've prepared myself. I've lived in the presence of God. So when that comes up, I'm ready for it. I remember at the old church, uh, this is, I'm just, for, for, for this conversation, I have to be uh, transparent. I'm not trying to focus boast on me. But I remember when I, I said, it's not an old church, but the church that we were at for 18 years. If something failed at the last minute, the person they would call would be me. So I was driving one day, pastor's out of town, and I stopped at Wendy's, get me something to eat. And they said, well, it's supposed to be a DVD. You know, he sent a DVD of what was happening in this camp meeting he was at to teach. And so I said, cool, no problem. I said, I'll be there because I'm the facilitator. I facilitate the services. I said, you know, I'm just stop. I stopped, got me something to eat. I'm chilling. They give me a call. They said, hey, the DVD ain't working. I said, okay. And they says, so you got to teach. So now I have five minutes. So, but because I spent time with God, I said, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? He said, oh, this is real simple. We talking about me. And I taught, taught on the Holy Spirit and talked about him. Never taught it ever before. Didn't have no script, no nothing. The power of God just, just fell on the place. Not because I'm sweet. There was an appointment. And the appointment places demand on the preparation. Does that make sense? And for such a time as this. So we all have a for such a time as this situations in our life. Are we prepared for it? You know the situation that you walked away from and you felt like, how come that didn't go the way I thought it was? Because you weren't yielded to God, you were thinking in your head. That was your, that, that was your moves. That was your voice. That wasn't God breathing through you. Right? That's why it didn't flow the same way. Right? Because you didn't yield. Right? And so, so sometimes you, so you have timing. Right? That's that appointment. But then you have being ahead of time. time. Like being ahead of time. See, see, so, so remember we, uh, 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 we talked about this. Remember um, uh, Chandler Moore said this in, his, in the CD that I referenced the other week. He said, a danger in destiny is prematurity. A danger in destiny is prematurity. You're out ahead of time. So remember Moses, uh, the, the backdrop is Moses, it came into his heart. Man, these are my people. I need to do something. Now, he had been trained 
in, in enemy's camp. He had been trained by Pharaoh and them. And think about it. He was, he was in a great position. We talked about this this morning. Remember, Jesus, God told Jesus, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. And I was sharing this morning how, how what well, the Holy Spirit was sharing this morning, how most of us would be cool with just that. The endorsement of God saying, hey, this is my son. I mean, God showed up audibly in front of everybody. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. We, we done there. Now, he had waited 30 years to do anything behind the scenes. Now, God shows up after he's baptized and goes, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus ain't done nothing yet. We'd have been what? We'd have been walking around. Yeah, yeah, I'm the dude God was talking about the other day. Yeah, did you hear about it? We'd be going in the restaurants trying to get free drinks. We'd be going trying to get free shoes. Just going, yeah, no, I'm the guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. The guy, God showed up and talked about. See, we, but the next thing that happened is he goes into the wilderness. We would trip if that happened. Like, what am I going to the wilderness for? First of all, Jesus wasn't tripping because he's like, I'm prepared for the wilderness too. It's a quick recognition. A demand was placed on him. And then what did he do? It is written. It is written. It is written. Well, anything else? You got to keep bringing it. Anything else? And then right after that, he had power. And the scripture says he went into the wilderness being led of the spirit. He came out in power of the spirit. That's Luke 4, 1 and and verse 14. Some of us, as soon as we got that power, that's it right there. We're done. if If we didn't check out when God endorsed us, and if we didn't check out after we passed the test, we definitely going to check out because now we're, I'm willing to empower. Seemed like everything I touched, people were, probably was getting healed with him just walking in the environment. We would have rested right there. But God wasn't finished with Jesus. He went through other tests and other challenges. That wasn't the promise. The promise was all power. You see what I'm saying? The scripture says he endured the cross because of the glory that was set before him, because of the promise that was set ahead of him. That wasn't a promise. But listen, they, was, listen, they put down song, or palms. You know, we go call it Palm Sunday, right? And he came through on that donkey that nobody had ever rode. He had a seamless gown. They were, Hosanna, when you hear that, Hosanna, Hosanna. They was, they, every, he was a rock star for that moment. And then... Because of the power he was operating in on earth, it's like, listen, why do I need to go to heaven? Why do I need to die for these fools that don't care nothing about me anyway? That won't receive me. Man, I could just, I could just live like a king here. And then even Satan tried to say, man, I'll even give you my kingdom. I'll give you the, the, the power I got from Adam. I'll give that back to you. Just worship me. He didn't sell out to that because he, he believed God keeps his promises, right? No, 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 God got much more for me. I, I appreciate that. But compared to what God told me he had for me, no, 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 I can't do that. All right, so, so we have prematurity, sometimes um, getting out ahead. And, and remember, he took out, Moses took out the Egyptian, but God wanted him to take out the Egyptians, but not one at a time. Right? He was just, he was out ahead. Like, Moses' preparation didn't meet timing when he slayed the Egyptian. His prematurity met the timing. His prepar- see, see, if our preparation is meeting the timing 
that's when things start happening, Manifest, manif manifestation of purpose promises. But if our prematurity meets timing, that's not going to pull anything from heaven around because we're not ready. So our preparation has to meet that timing, right? So sometimes we can be ahead of time. And so, so, so we've been talking about this for the last few weeks, God keeps his promises, right? And I think God is saying this, I make my appointments. If I set an appointment for your life, I make my appointments. But I think God's also asking a question, do you? So, so we establish an appointment based on me keeping my purpose promise. So you're on a, you'll be under tutors and governors, uh, uh, tutors and governors until my appointed time, until my appointment for you, my appointment for you to get all that I have for you. I'm going to make every appointment along the way. Will you? Will something pull you off of the appointment? So I was going to, I was going to supernaturally breathe on you on a, on a Sunday morning. I was going to breathe on you in a way where lives won't, wouldn't just be saved, changed, and resurrected in that moment, but what do we call it out here? Uh, virally, you, would have, you, you were going to impact the world because of what I breathed on you. Did you make that appointment? Were you prepared for that appointment? Or did you take that appointment for granted? That is just another dance. Just another song, just another teaching, right? Eh, just another announcement. Okay, all right, good. See, that's going over real well. All right, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, 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 look here at Genesis. Look at Genesis, because God's been doing this stuff for a while. And so, so remember, God, in keeping his promises, he, he, get, he promised he, he showed Joseph in a dream, you know, what was going to happen in his life, how, you know, basically in the interpretation, his whole family would be bowing down to him. You know, all types of folk would be bowing down to him. So he showed him in a dream, so he goes out telling a dream, and he told a dream to, the, to his brothers that was hating, and, you know, they, they sent him to slavery. Well, no, first they was, they was really looking to kill him, but one of, the brothers, uh, one of the brothers saved him, so then they put him in a pit. No, they put him in a pit. With the, with the plan to take him out, the brother came, uh, they got him out of the pit. Then they, they saw some sl uh, slavery, uh, uh, slave traders going by. They sold him to slavery. So then he, he rose to be a top slave. Then uh, uh, Potiphar's wife, he was, he was serving Potiphar. He was, he was like the man in Potiphar's house, one of the top, you know, uh, lieutenants of uh, the Pharaoh. He... Uh, the wife tried to get him to have sex. He was like, no, I can't sin against heaven. He, he was still mindful of God. And so she tried to set him up, say, he raped me. He goes to jail. So I'm like, I ain't did nothing. I'm in sentence slavery, right? Now I'm going to jail. And then he rose to be, you know, top guy in the prison. No matter where you put him, he just kept rising to the top, right? Because he was passing the test along the way, Right? He was meeting the appointments within the appointment within the appointment to ultimately get to the ultimate appointment, right? And so, so he goes through that process. Then he gets to Genesis 50. You know, his brothers end up coming to bow down to him because he's the second in charge of the entire kingdom. You know, uh, he had basically interpreted some dreams. He ends up second in charge. And then um, 
he finally reveals himself to his brothers, they realize what they did to him. And they're like, and, 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 they, and the, the Pharaoh had died. So, no, 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 the father had died. I'm sorry. Their father had died. And so, so they was like, oh, no, he's going to take us out now. He probably only didn't kill us before because our father was alive. I, I might be mixing the stories, but I, but I think I got this wrong. Huh? I'm good so far? <laughs> right? All right, so then, then, and so when he reveals himself to his brothers, they figured he was going to take them out. And in verse 19, is it Genesis 50, 19? It says, uh, and Joseph said unto them, fear not, for I, look, look, for I am in the place of God. I'm, I'm basically in my nick of time. I'm in my place and position. I'm right in the proper window. Window. He says, but as for you, you thought evil against me. He says, but God meant it unto good to bring the past as it is this day to save much people alive. He says, so, so, so I'm, I'm in this appointment, in this place. You thought you put me in this place, and your intent was evil, but God worked it out for good. So I could save much people. Why? Because God keeps his promises. The whole dream was about him saving everybody. Because if he didn't interpret the dream, the famine would have destroyed the world. Right? But by him interpreting the dream, Egypt was prepared for the famine when it came, and they was able to store up resources that every, all the other countries could benefit from, right? I, so, so, so you have uh, this, this nick or this window or this timing or this appointment for God's purpose promises. And, and there's always a time, you know, to everything there's a season, there's a time for every purpose. So everything is subject to change seasonally. We'll get to that in a second. But there's a time or a timing for purpose. Let's look here at uh, Psalm 102. Psalm 102. And so that's when we're casual or unaccountable or irresponsible or clouded. We can miss windows. We cannot uh, recognize uh, our time, God's time or God's timing you know, for his purposed promises. So Psalm 102, verse 13, I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It says this. It says, you will arise and have compassion on Zion, or my people, for it is time to be gracious and show favor to her. Yes, the appointed time, the moment designated, has come. Right? It says, so, so there's, a, there's a time when God is called. God, see, everything was created by him and for him. So everything in this world is responsible to bow down to God. And so when, his, when, he, when he's ready to move on timing for his people, he, tell, he speaks, and everybody that's, that's, that, that's in, in earshot, spiritual earshot, has to galvanize themselves together to assist his people to be favored and blessed. And there's a set timing. Everyone should be attentive so they can move um, to favor his people. King James Version says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, representing my people. For the time of fa to favor her, yea, the set time is come. And that set time is that nick or that window of time. See, the, that nick in time is the window that connects us uh, with what's 
uh, out or outside of time. And I told you to take notes and some stuff you're going to pick up later. So, so, so when we get into that nick, there's, there, when we're in that window, when we're in that appointment, at that point, because of our faith, it's connecting us with things that are outside of time, outside of the time that we live in each and every day. Right, so, so God and his purpose promises are outside of time. They live outside of time, needing our faith and patience to draw them within the time that we live in. God and his promises are outside of time, and it needs our faith and patience. You know, through faith and patience, you inherit the promises, right? It, it, you take possession of, you draw them in. So Ephesians 1.3 says you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Right? Outside of, uh, uh, outside of this, 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 this uh, natural realm that we live in, the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 22, that God sits on a circle of earth. So God sits outside of the realm that we live in, right? God is not bound by the same things we're, we're bound in. The Bible says God uh, calls God light. If you travel at the speed of light, time stops. You're not, you don't deal with time if you travel at the speed of light. I know it's 272 something thousand per second, <laughs> you know, time stops at that point. See, we live within time, we play off of time, we think about time, and when we deal with God, we think God is looking through our lenses, but God is not. God's not looking through our lenses. God is a spirit, James, I mean, John chapter 4, 24. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the more we get in the spirit, the more we get out of time. The more we get in the spirit. If you think about it, when you're in the spirit, time slows down. When you're in the flesh, you feel rushed, right? See, the thing about God is God is, he is eternal or atemporal or timeless. God is timeless. We're in the time. God is timeless. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.9, I know I'm kind of going fast. But again, just write down what you can get. And trust that he'll bring back to your remembrance and then the rest of the stuff pick up on the video, right? So 2 Timothy 1.9, right? See, see, just to let you know, God is outside of time. It said he saved us, he called us according to his own purpose, which was given in Christ Jesus before the world began. So, so, so he, he, he started the process of his purpose promises in our lives before the world began. Before the world began means outside of time. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. I guess we can go there. That helped me slow down a little bit. And, you know, I, I have this pace sometimes because it's in me. I'm, I'm, I'm engulfed in it. And it's, it's filling me up. So, so once I open my mouth, triggers just start to flow out, Right? Right, it's not, it's not rehearsed, it's not scripted, it's just I'm absorbed with it. Um, and that's, that's kind of what God is hoping we do get absorbed with him. So we're just speaking out of his, his promises and speaking out of agreement with the things that he purposed and planned in our life. So where I tell you to go. All right, so before we go, before we go there, we, we'll go there. Uh, I just want to give you this other reference script, it's Titus 1-2. Titus 1-2. Because, again, these are just references how God is outside of time. In the hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. So he started these promises before the world began, outside of time. 
So I'm just trying to confirm what I told you about how uh, God and his promises are outside of time, right? All right, so Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. This is another confirmation. It says, according as he has chosen us in him before what? The foundations of the world, before the the, before time was even established, that we should be holy and without blame before, in love, before him in love. And here, this is another before time word. It says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Predestined, predestined before time was established, right? The scripture says a lot of things were we... We were, uh, let's go with 1 Peter 1. I'll just go there. 1 Peter 1. And and we're establishing this case of of God and his promises being outside of time because we're going to access them and bring them into manifestation within this time realm, right? All right, so 1 Peter 1, verse uh, 20. It says, who verily was foreordained before, look, the foundations of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. See, things happened in the outer, out, outside of time, but was manifest within time to have an impact on our lives, right? And so, so basically, Jesus was God's promise incarnate. So what that means is Jesus was God's promise that he, 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 he established before the foundations of the world that was manifest in the flesh in this earth realm, right? So he basically was, you know, Jesus wasn't a rainbow. Jesus was his promise in the flesh. God took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> you know, you know it's, not, it's not gonna be just no colors in the sky. I'm gonna manifest my promises in the flesh. The fact that our promises came from God and the eternal realm they cannot be destroyed or corrupted by time or the temporal realm. The fact that what God has given us or spoken to us or prepared for us took place outside of time, outside of the temporal, it can't be destroyed in the temporal realm. The eternal and all things that are eternal are designed to accomplish what was breathed in before time. That's why the scripture says in Isaiah 55, my word will go out, it'll accomplish what I said to do, it won't return to me, well, my word will go out, it won't return to me or void, but it'll accomplish what I sent it to do. Because the word came from me, came from outside of time. It came from the eternal realm. See, see, when God spoke light, he spoke light from outside of time. So once he spoke it into time, it's been light ever since. It hasn't stopped. Light has not stopped since God spoke it. Because it's not based on time. You see what I'm saying? It was, it, was, it was started outside of time, right? That's why when you travel the speed of light, time stops, right? All right, so, so I'm not trying to get deep, but I, wanna, I want us to realize sometimes, you know, you, you get inspired, you get the word, but sometimes if you really just go rightly divide and go into it, be like, man, that makes sense. I get it now. Because God is trying, he wants us to understand how basically his promises that he has for you is unstoppable. See, only what's made within time has a shelf life. Only the things that are made within time have a shelf life. 
Scripture says don't look on the things that you see for their temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for their eternal. The things that we see were made within time. 2 Corinthians 4.18, right? And so, 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 so this is why God says, why are you letting the circumstances bother you? Remember, his Jesus uh, showed up with Peter. Uh, well, he showed up with the disciples on a boat. And then Peter, they were scared. And he said, no, nah, it's just me. And Peter said, well, if that's you, bid me to come. And so when Jesus spoke, you have, you have outside of time and inside of time, you got heaven and earth all packaged in what we call the door, right? Jesus the door, right? A door has both realms that it's, it's connected to. It's merging both connections. So Jesus is the door. Jesus is the nick of time, right? And so he says, he says, come on. So Peter walks out on the water. When he walks out on the water, the storms start dancing. The storms were created within time. And so, so now he's, he, he's concerned about what he sees, which is subject to change. What God said was eternal. When he said walk on the water, there's nothing temporary that's going to stop you from walking on the water. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Like the circumstances you, you can see have a shelf life. Not the promises from God that you can't see, they're eternal. That's why you look on the things that you can't see, they're eternal, right? 2 Corinthians 4.18, right? Don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. The word temporal means subject to change, right? They're subject to change, right? That's why, look, 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 Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews all these scriptures should make sense, but Hebrews 11, verse 3. Again, we're talking about God's keeping his promises. We're talking about how the purpose promises are, were created outside of time in the eternal realm, and they can't be stopped by this temporary circumstances and nonsense that the adversary tries to throw at us. But he's hoping we don't see it. That's so what he does is he tries to get, keep us intoxicated, keep us in a stupor so we can't recognize what's happening in the spirit realm. Like, we think that moment of pleasure was worth losing our sight. And then once you lose your sight, you'll never see what we're talking about right now. Like, you don't see it. Like, and it, you know, you're like, but, but you, you, you want to be fulfilled, but you'll cheat yourself in these little moments. And if you think about it now, that's what goes back to what we were talking about this morning and what we're talking about now. Jesus could have cheated all power in these little moments of you know, people like, you the man, oh, Hosanna. He could have he just started drinking that and missed the real beverage, which was all power. He was just sitting on the right hand of the Father. He could have took a bribe along the way. And the trip is he had a lot more, his bribes would at least have a lot more impact than the stuff that we sell out for. A moment of pleasure. Like... <laughs> It's not even a fair trade. That's like, that's like what's, what's, what's the Esau? You know, you sell your birthright, you know, for, for some uh, oatmeal, cream of wheat. Like, it's not even a fair trade. You get, even though you like cream of wheat, I can't stand it, but even though you like it, you ate it, it's over. That's it. Like it's oh, like it doesn't, it ain't doing nothing else for you. But you could have, you could have established this birthright. You could have owned cream of wheat. 
You settle just to get a meal. You don't own them. You can have as much cream of wheat as you want. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about cream of wheat, but anyway. So Hebrews 11. It says, uh, say, say, uh, now remember we said how our faith and patience draw these, these the purpose promises from God from the, the outside of time in the time, right? Because we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Ephesians 1.3, right? But for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, right? The Lord's Prayer, uh, Matthew 6.10. All right, so uh, verse 3, it says, through faith, we understand, because we see now that the world's what, what, what I see in the temporary were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen are, were not made of things which do appear. So the, the, the outside, the unseen realm, is what even produces what's seen. So what's more core, what's more solid is, is what it's manifest from the unseen realm. What we see is temporary. But we look at what we see as having more value than what we can see. <laughs> Well, it should be the other way around, if that makes sense. So you got these two realms. You have the out-of-time realm, which is the eternal realm, uh, a realm with no limits. It's everlasting, right? Uh, it's where you're revealed. See, so if I operate in the outside realm, if I submerge to God, if I, if I fill myself with the fullness of God, if, if, if I plant myself into God, if I bury myself in Christ, guess what? I have to be what? Revealed, right? Like God has to, what's hidden is what? Will eventually be revealed is what the scripture says, right? So, 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 so that's the outside realm. You know, that's that, you know, remember uh, when, you, when, you, uh, when you're born again, it says uh, submerged of the water and of the spirit. We could say submerged of the, the end time realm and the outside realm, right? And then it says, uh, uh, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So who shall believe in him shall have what? Everlasting life. Now we've connected to the out of time realm, right? John 3.16, right? And then, uh, see, we get all these hints. We just need to, to pick them up. 1 Timothy 6.12 says what? Lay hold on what? Eternal life. It's an instruction. If you're going to lay hold on something, if you're going to invest in something, you're going to get a grip on something, hey, lay hold on eternal life. Like, start to connect with the out-of-time realm because that's the eternal realm. Lay hold, lay hold on the eternal realm. Not the temporary realm. We're trying to don't conform, transform. Right? So, <laughs> right. So, so when we lay hold or have faith in the word of God, his promises, his purpose promises, connect to the out of time or the eternal realm. See, so every time we're fed the word and we grab a hold of that word, we attach our faith to God's promises. Now we're we're we're, we're taking of, we're partaking, we're drinking of what's the eternal realm. Right? That's why the interest of the word bringing up light gives understanding to the simple. That light, right? Darkness can't master it. This, this, this temporary world can't master it, right? And so, so this end time realm, this natural realm, is the realm of limits. It's a system of control. Uh, it's, uh, it's the temporary realm. Why? Because everything's subject to change. 
you can lose it as fast as you get it, right? See, in the outer time realm is where you're revealed. In the end time realm is where you're recognized. So sometimes people just want to be recognized. But God wants you to be revealed. So, so remember, Jesus was recognized, but he moved to a point where, he, where, where, where all of God's plan for him was revealed. You see what I'm saying? Was revealed. See, see the buried person has to be revealed. The person that's kind of jockeying for position is all about recognition. You know, the props of man, right? As opposed to the props of God, right? See, when we, when we conform to this world, we're limited by this end time realm. Just like you're limited by gravity, right? But when we're, when we're in that out of time realm, like that's when we're beyond limits. You know, the, that, was the, that was the whole uh, uh, angle of the matrix, you know, some, some Christians kind of uh, did the foundational story. And the whole thing about Matrix, was, I'm going to reference something about it later, but, but at, I remember at the end of the first movie, when it, when it was interviewing Neo, which means new, he was like, I just realized something, all things are possible. Right? Because there, there was a point where it was like what was presented to him because the whole matrix was limits. When you stepped outside of the matrix, that's why it was unlimited. Even I think it was the third movie, the architect was like, okay, you got a choice. You can go after Zion, which represents God's people, or you can save Trinity, <laughs> right? Which one are you going to choose? And he realized, well, wait a minute, why do I got to choose? I could do both because I have no limits. You see, this, the culture offers you, you can either do this or you can do that. And then so, so they just dictated the narrative. So you're like, oh, man, I see which one I could do. But if you have no limits, why can't I do it all? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, that's what he realized. And so when we're in this out-of-time realm, we, 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 we can grasp God's promises better because God's promises are speaking a limited an, an unlimited possibility. They're speaking something that hasn't existed in your life or maybe hadn't existed in lives that you've been around and the mind, if it's been conformed to the end time or the temporal realm, is, can't process it. How is this possible? Remember, with, 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 uh, with God, all things are possible. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. You could say, if, I, if I'm conformed to this end time and it's this temporal realm, it's impossible. But if I'm with God in the outer time, outside of time, outside of limits realm, all things are possible. And so God's uh, purpose promises were created out of time. So you have to uh, walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? See, God is not in time, we are. But the scripture says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? So, so God's whole goal is for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, for us to have the faith so we can be in agreement with what he's promised us. And then now we embrace the preparation for what he's promised us. Now we don't get weary and well-doing or don't sell out along the road to what he's promised us. Because we're in agreement, God keeps his promises. And no matter what you throw at me, I'm going to keep moving towards his promises. 
And I'm not going to let, you know, uh, I'm not going to live my life based on the temporary impact of my childhood or high school. Like we keep, like some of us are still trying to prove we smart from high school. Are you, are you, you kidding me, right? Here you done raised kids, you know, you done done all these things, but you're still trying to prove from what somebody said in high school. You're still trying to prove, well, I'm a better athlete than the guy that got cut in high school. I'm a better cheerleader than the person that got cut. I sing better than I did in that performance that I messed up. Man, ain't nobody back there. It's over. Why don't you just live your life forward? See, because if you live your life forward, you may take the time to learn what you didn't know before. There was stuff that I didn't pay attention to. Keeping it real, I was so focused on sports, math, reading, and art, I really didn't even understand what computer science was because it had the word science attached to it. I'm just being real. So if I would have known what it really meant, I would have took computer science. I love computer. But guess what? I just learned the stuff later. I learned the graph. I do the graphics. I, I do all types of stuff with computers. I learn later. I, I, I love technology. So, so instead of me, man, I blew that window. Man, I just learn now. <laughs> like, and then I have to humble myself to embrace the tutors and the governors that I skipped that was preparing me to meet my appointment. God kept sending me people. I was like, well, no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't want people to think I, I something wrong with me. Well, I don't want nobody to think that, 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 that I don't know stuff. Well, no, nah, I don't want. Man, stop. Be accountable. Be responsible. Be humble enough to get what you need so God, so you can meet your appointment. All, see, God, he said it. There's a set time to favor my righteous cause. He was speaking to people having mercy on you. He was speaking to people uh, giving you favor, helping you skip certain steps. He was speaking to people taking their time out to, to train you. There are people that, that God has strategically put in place to make sure you get where you got to go. You mean, remember, remember, it was Paul, hey, I have much people in this city. Remember he said, I have much people in the city to help you to get to my purpose promise. Like, we have to embrace our process so we can be in position to be pastoring an Aarish Christian Center church where people can just do what they're, fulfill what their purpose to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, we have to be, but we had to go through some stuff so we, can, so we can feel you. You know what I'm saying? We can appreciate you, and then we cannot be insecure as you grow into what you're supposed to do. But God ain't just doing that with us. He's doing that with all of us. So as people come around you, you know, as you grow, there's people come around you that's going to be able to do it much better than you're doing it. You can't choke you got to release that person to what they're supposed to do. Like, I can't choke with all y'all great people. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You can't. Listen, uh, I have a friend. I mentored him for a while, and he was getting a head coaching job. It's the first thing I told him. It's ages ago. You're probably watching. He'll, I said, listen, man, you know you're going to be responsible for other people's dreams, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, somebody's coming through that school that's going to, be greater than you ever thought possible. 
I said, somebody's coming through that school because, yes, you're coaching, but that wasn't your ultimate dream. Somebody's going to come through the school that's going to be ready already to, to fulfill the dream that you didn't achieve. You can't choke. You got to assist that person along. I've been in situations where people choke. I was just talking to a person um, that we played uh, a basketball together, and I was like, there was coaches that choked. Like, they were just like, like, they were like, the, 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 the more I did, they would figure out a way to sabotage. I was like, why is this guy? I don't know this guy. But I, the Lord showed me later. He choked. He never achieved something. So he couldn't take what was on my life. And he sabotaged. Like, you're, you're, that's why I'm not going to choke. If somebody's great, I'm going to assist them in every way they can. John had to prepare the way for Jesus, right? You know, and on, on the front end, he was doing fine. Then he, you know, later on he choked. <laughs> he got offended, you know. Yeah, he was like, I'm okay with you doing this, but now with all this stuff that I'm hearing you doing, people used to talk about me like that. Man, stop. Right? So, so, so this is important as we continue to, 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 to grow because we're trying to be in agreement with what God has been set up for the foundations of and I know we were birthed in time by our parents. And, and this is the reality. Like, we really were pulled out of time in a time. And, and, and so, so, so I was, the Lord showed me this years ago. So, so we're in this heaven realm as angels, and, and he showed me this, this picture of, like, Jesus coming here and doing God's will on the death. So Jesus go back, he sits on the right hand of the Father, and there's angels in heaven. You know that, right? Because the scripture says, uh, Psalm uh, 8, it says, what is man that thou mindful of him? Right? And so, I could, so, so the Lord showed me the angels with Jesus coming back, and they're, 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 they're sitting, they're in class like, man, I don't get it, man. Like, why is God so mindful of man? Why does he care so? He visits them. Jesus said, man, you don't understand. They got to believe God in this, this limited time realm. And then they have to believe him when they're this, this vessel that they've been given that they can feel and touch feels like it's dying, feels like they're losing something. And, and so they have to believe in the unseen. Y'all up here, y'all see it. Y'all see the glory. He said, so when I went there, when I left, you know, I had to operate like them to believe God. Man, you should have seen it, man. One time I healed these people. Man, I fed 5,000. I fed 5,000 men. It's thousands of people, man. You should have seen it, man. I walked on water one day. And so he's telling them the story. So what do you think is happening? People are getting their faith is increasing. Man, I want to I wanna go there too. I want to, you know, take on one of these vessels so I can actually go through the process of appreciating God and receiving this level of power. And he said, okay, you're going to go to earth now. When you go down there, I just want to help, I'm going to help you out. When you first go there, you're going to, it's going to get black. You're going to lose sight of all that we're talking about right now. You need to find Jesus as soon as possible. Accept him so you can be born again. Now take on the Holy Spirit so now you can see how to navigate down there. You're going to have, you're going to have a level of truth in you 
that you'll be able to pick up certain things. You're going to have a, a thirst for what I'm telling you right now. Don't ignore it. Quickly recognize it and act on it. Right? So that's the process that, that, that we're in because we, we sense more, but we don't yield to God all the time. And we have to yield to God. So, so again, we will pull out of time in a time. Our time machine that pulled us out of time in a time is what's called the womb. See, see this, uh, you know, which, which womb means matrix. Um, and this womb is our nick in time. It's where eternity, out of time, and, and, and the, the, the eternal realm, which is out of time and the natural realm, meet together in the womb. See, because you come from heaven and you get into this womb, and now you're submerged in water to be birthed in the earth realm. And then the scripture says in John chapter 3, now you got to be submerged in the spirit again to access back into the out of time realm. But you had to come into this earth realm first. I'm not trying to get deep, but I'm trying to explain. So, so okay, now we were sent from the, the out of time realm into the earth realm to participate in what's called Right? See, change doesn't out of time. Like the, the subject to change or, or the temporal or it, that happens within time. So the nature of time is change. The nature of time is change. Anything seen in the natural realm, in the time realm is temporal, is subject to change. So, so this is the thing. If, if you, if you're... <clears throat> Eternal, you think about what does eternity means, ever existing. That, that's why change doesn't exist outside there. It, it exists here. So here you come here and you learn something called change. Um, and, and, but you're learning how to appreciate God and the heaven realm. You know, the angels take God for granted. You know, I mean, think about Lucifer and, and the third of the angels took God for granted and figured, hey, well, we're going to make ourselves like the most high God. So, so this, overall, uh, this overall plan to come into this earth realm out of the heaven realm, because in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth and all the host of them, the population of them. That's why we know there's a population in heaven as well as a population in earth. That's Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 2-1. And so the whole goal was for us to enjoy the things on earth as it is in heaven. That was the intended goal. It was never supposed to be a separation of the out-of-time realm and the, and the in-time realm. Sin caused that, right? Adam and Eve's disobedience caused this separation because in the beginning, God created heaven and earth to operate together in Genesis 1-1, right? But then because of sin, then it was just this earth, this in-time realm, this temporary realm, when really it was set up where you have... Uh, you're supposed to enjoy the things on earth and heaven, but you can enjoy things because in this earth realm, you appreciate because you can feel. You can touch. You have this vessel, right? You can, uh, you can grow. You can change. You can transform, right? So now you're just not this, you know, you're not just someone that's uh, uh, a drone and compliant. You're someone that chooses God. Then once you go through this process in the earth realm to appreciate God, it's almost like you come from the heaven realm to the earth realm to appreciate. Now you qualify to go back into the heaven realm with your, uh, with your mansions and things like that, and you, you actually appreciate better. 
Jesus ain't up there sitting on the right hand of the Father without a level of appreciation. It says he was obedient unto death, Philippians 2. Right? Again, not trying to get deep, but just trying to, I mean, I, I could teach this probably like seven hours, but I'm not going to do it. I'm trying to condense it all within, you know, an hour. Right? So, so God wanted, wants, wants, how can I put it? God wants us to be, he wanted us to come from out of time, get converted, right? When you converted, you strengthen your brethren, right? And go back, okay, go out of time, get converted, and then go back into time and change others to get converted, if that makes sense. He says, when you convert it, go strengthen your brethren, right? And so... You need it. You have to need a patience after you've done the will of God. You might receive the promise. A lot of times we don't complete God's plan and God's assignment and God's preparation for us is because we're rushing, right? Like, like when you first start coming to the church, any church or come to God, there's a sense of urgency because you feel behind, right? Or if, or if you've been in compromise, or you backslid, pick the whatever you want to list, and then you you wake up. You rush, you rush it, right? Because you figure, man, I should have been doing this, I should have been doing that. And this is the thing, we're, we're, we're rushing because we're rushing because too much of our life is spent in time. What we have to do is walk in the spirit, you should not feel the lust of the flesh. We have to submerge ourselves in the things of God, be filled with the fullness of God, and things will start to slow down for us. One of the things we learn in athletics is the, the better athletes, they'll, they'll say the game slows down for you. Like you watch, like everything is, uh, you know, you like, you're not rattled. You know, everything is calm, cool, collected. Like everybody else, ah! And you're just like, now nah, we just do this here, we do this. You're like you're, you, you, it slows down for you. And when you spend time in God's presence, everything slows down. It doesn't mean everything realistically is going any faster or slower. It's how you're processing it. And so now you can relax in God. See, be still and know that I'm God. That's be still and be intimate and know I keep my promises. Philippians, uh, what's that, 46.10, right? Uh, no, Psalm 46.10. He says, he says, and know that I'm God. Know that I keep my promises. You can take your time and now you can navigate through this. And that's why we attach ourselves to the Word. Not just as a checkoff, we attach ourselves to the word because the more word we get in us, the more we're, um, if you abide me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto me. See, I'm submerged in it now. I'm engulfed in it now. I'm engulfed in out of time, in the end time realm. So it slows me down because I know now I'm not guessing. I'm not in a rush because I know God keeps his promises, Right? Right now, now I'm, 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 I'm so submerged with God, I'm back to being a creator. I can take my time and create and not rush to just mimic. See, nobody, you, you have people say, well, I, I, I just can't figure it out. I'm just going to quickly do this. They mimic so much. I, used, I, was, uh, I went to a prison to minister, and we took our rap team with us. And at this point, they were Christian rap team, and they were, uh, you know, they were doing pretty good. But I'm, I'm a little stickler. I've studied out 
all different types of the impact of music. And so I, so I had to ask him. I said, why do y'all always use the world's beats and add Christian lyrics to it? It's like, man, man, that's the, man, them beats, man, those beats is fresh. It, it, it could have been Tupac or whatever. I said, so now let me ask you a question. Where did they get their beat from? I said, so you are needing a beat, and you're looking to their beats and saying, man, them beats is fresh. Okay, who they looking to? To come up with their beat. I said, they're yielding to their God to get their beat. How come you're not yielding to yours to get your beat? Why do we just have to keep mimicking? Because we haven't rested in God and allow him to reveal, you know, what hasn't existed yet, right? So, you know, when you hear people thinking outside the box, we're trying to spiritually think outside the box of limits, right? We'll mess around and find out that we, as the Scripture says, it does does not yet appear what we shall be, but when it says we shall be just like him, We'll discover we were made in this image, and we have the power to do stuff. See, the out-of-time realm, you can command time. That's what, that's what happened with Joshua, remember? He stopped the sun. <laughs> it stopped time because he was outside of that realm. You know, we, 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 we can manifest these promises if we really uh, trust uh, this, this spiritual life. And, and, and I understand, like, you know, even Christians, Christians, like, if it's, if it's spiritual, meaning they can't control it, then they, they, they you know, you know, they kind of run for, or, or they'll, they'll get emotional to conjure up the, the uh, uh, just the, uh, the communication that says this is not necessary. But what they're really saying is, I don't know if I can sit there long enough to see if it's real. Um, so I'm just going to jump into creating something that simulates it, the, the spirit realm. Yeah, people come up to get prayed for. They'll fall down before you even get to lay hands on because they don't think God will knock them down. People pray for people to be filled with the spirit, and they'll rush through. I, I just bring the kids from the corrections, and I just, watch, I just take them in the back. And people be rushing through the script. I just sit them down like, like well, why are you rushing? Because you don't think it's going to take. <laughs> like you're trying to get out of there. Then some people wouldn't even do that. They had to pray for people to be filled with the spirit. And, and, and it would, it, it would, they, we had a rotation. So I'd be in the back. And they'd be like, so uh, Minister Bradley's going to come up and pray for you to be filled with the spirit. <laughs> uh, because they, it, was, it was something they couldn't control. See, salvation, you just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then, you know. You're either going to live a fruitful life or not. But they're, they're, you're not looking for nothing tangible to happen in that moment. But when you pray for people to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, it's spiritual. If you're praying, if somebody's praying for you, it's spiritual. And it's hard for people to float in God. That's what I used to tell the people when I was praying for them. I was like, okay, listen, get out your head, cast down all imaginations, every high thing, exalt yourself against the knowledge God bring me, captivity captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus. I said, then, I said, we're going to float today. I said, you got to float. You got to let go. 
You ain't going to flow in the spirit if you can't let go. And when you let go, the spirit flows. It's all faith. You see us here praying for people healing and stuff like that? We're in the same position you are. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the difference is we're, we're not the healer. Jesus is. So what we do is just pray. This is your word. This is what the word says. It's on you now. That, that's how I'm thinking. I'm telling you that right now. Pray for a person in the coma. Pray for a person in situ- different people we pray for that's come out of comas, got healed, stuff like that. Man, I'm not really getting all like, like it's my responsibility. It's my, I, I'm, I'm the vessel. I'm going to yield, do what God says in his word. He got to take it from there. I'm good. I don't, I don't have no preparation for none of these things. If you, if you hear a prophetic word, that's God. If, if somebody's healed, that's God. If, if the whole atmosphere and all the chairs start flipping in the room, that's God. If you sat down and talked to me later, I'd be like, man, that was God. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. I couldn't be like, well, this is what you want to do, you know, this, that, and the other. I mean, I, I, I'm talk, talking to you now about yielding and stuff like that. But I'm saying there is no confidence. There's no competency in the flesh. We ain't doing none of this. And as soon as we start thinking we're doing it, that's when the power leaves. As soon as you start getting into you, that's when the power leaves. As soon as you start, you know, song going pretty good soon, soon, to, until you injected you in it. Sermon was going great until you injected you in it. The ministry was going great until you start thinking about you. And so now we're in this natural realm, but our spirit man who God has designed is designed to be connected into the spirit realm. And that's where we, we operate. And, and we want that, that out-of-time realm to influence, influence the end-time realm. I know I did a lot of out-of-time and end-time. You go back and, and, and look at the video, it all makes sense. But I, but I, but I really, I think, we, I think we're ready, we deserve it, and we have to start moving in it. Like, we really have to start moving in it. You know, there's a preparation stage, and we've been, when I say patient, not like something's wrong with anybody, but... That's why we haven't been in a rush. This stuff, if you know everything that we've been exposed to or we've been told, but we've just been taking our time. We, there's stuff that we, we experience. I remember at Capitol, we used to be at Capitol. Man, oh my God, man, the, the presence of God that, with, with us fellowship in that university. I mean, it was just, it would be thick up in there. And we used to, I, I told, I said, man, we're going to look back at these days. It was like some type of mini Azusa inside the, the university. Matter of fact, he used to come out there too. He didn't even go to the school. There was a couple of people that didn't even go to the school, but we just we was just getting together, man, the presence of God. Wasn't no, it wasn't no pretense, but you can sense the thickness of God in the room. I listen, youth, don't no respect to age. Youth, we're we're at Burr Oak. I Burr, I'll never forget Burr Oak. Man, I'm, listen. The power of God move. There's people that came late. So they ain't, no, there was no t- sermon preached. They didn't hear the sermon. We, we ain't had no, well, you can call in. They didn't hear the sermon. They don't know what happened. They walked in the room. The youth leader fell out. The young man fell out. We go to eat. The young man couldn't leave the room. He could not leave the room. The, the, the anointing was thick in the room. This was the youth. And, and you see this stuff so much in so many different venues and different places 
uh, uh, went to the university at Ohio State, the minister, before we even got a word out, people were getting in the back getting filled with the Spirit. God, God, God just wants us to yield, y'all. That's it. And watch what happens. All right, that's, that's it. That's enough for today. God keeps his promises.